0: Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas delivers a huge present to we the people on his birthday today, June 23rd, 2022. I can't wait to share the good news with you today on the podcast. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Plaining Podcast. I am also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies here in the state of Washington. We are working hard for the conservative cause to elect conservative candidates to our offices to make impact on legislation that's going on in our state to educate people and to encourage empower and equip the citizens of Washington and I am super excited because we are expanding to a national platform later this summer and I will have a news about that coming up in a few weeks and I can't wait to share it with you so stay tuned for that. You can learn more about us by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. Well, happy birthday to the GOAT, Justice Clarence Thomas. Today, the Supreme Court issued their ruling on a concealed carry restriction uh, in New York, and they overturned it, and they said it was unconstitutional. And this is a huge victory for the second amendment it's a huge victory for conservatives it's a huge victory for americans who love the constitution it is huge and we must be sure to credit president donald trump for his appointment of the three conservative justices during his presidential term who were three of the six justices Who voted to overturn this law in New York? We cannot overlook how massive that contribution was. And I think that a lot of people, given this ruling and given Trump's appointment of, you know, really conservative justices on the Supreme Court and the lower level courts, people are really kind of excited about the idea of a possible Trump 2024. And I have mixed feelings about that. I really like Trump's policies, but I I know that his deliverance is challenging for many people, um, so I don't know if he's the best candidate to be, to be running against the Democrats, but I also think that he would maybe be the guy that could turn this ship around. I don't know who else. I love DeSantis, and I think DeSantis would be great. I think he's very powerful for the state of Florida currently and I don't know how well that would work having a DeSantis Trump um running against each other but anyway just kind of a side note there but this is super exciting people on the conservative side are really excited today with this good news and as I mentioned yesterday in the opening of yesterday's episode I was just super bummed. It's like bad news after bad news after bad news. And so we all are really in a place where we want some good news. We need some good news. And we need something that will energize us and keep us moving forward. We really needed this win, I think, for our morale, if for nothing else. But this is a huge... Uh, This is a huge decision. It will impact every single state in the United States. This um, this decision to overturn these concealed carry restrictions, um, because it's at the Supreme Court level, it doesn't just impact New York state, but it impacts every other state in the country. So this is massive. It will be interesting to see if this kind of takes the wind out of the sails of these 14 Republicans who voted a couple days ago in the Senate. For the gun control bill and the red flag laws, um, they're somewhat related, but not entirely. So it'll be interesting to see how this impacts those gun control bills that are currently in Congress and, and what happens with those moving forward. And And hopefully this will have a big impact on the rhino establishment Republicans who have been voting with the Democrats to take our gun rights away. That is my hope. Now one of the people that I love to follow is Jack Pasobik and he was so excited about this today and he did a video on Twitter about it this morning. He's been lighting up Twitter about this all day. You can just tell he's super excited, but he did put out a a 20-minute video and he's super excited. He's like a kid on Christmas and it was just really fun to watch, but I want to let you listen to some of what he says because uh, he kind of explains a little bit in sort of simple terms how this, um, what this ruling means, and how it impacts us as American citizens. So good, so good. We recognize that the that the fo- Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect the right of an ordinary law abiding citizen to possess a handgun in the home for self defense. In this case, petitioners and respondents agree that ordinary law abiding citizens have a similar right to carry handguns publicly for their self-defense. You have the right to carry handguns publicly for your self-defense. That's the Supreme Court ruling. Boom, boom. They protect, we hold, consistent with Heller and McDonald, that the Second and Fourteenth Amendments Protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside your home. Boom. Boom. Sorry, Libs. Sorry. You're done. Get out. I just think he is hilarious. He is so fun to follow. If you're not following him on Twitter, highly recommend it. It's at Jack Posobiec, and I will have a link to this video in the notes. Go watch the whole thing. It's just kind of a fun feel good. He's just happy and, and going on and on and going off and, and it's pretty great. So um kind of a feel good for your Thursday there from Jack. So the New York law was saying that in order for someone to be able to get a concealed carry permit, you would have to show probable cause of why you needed to have a concealed carry permit. You would have to prove to the government why you needed to be able to carry a firearm with you for protection. That is unconstitutional. We don't have to have a reason. We don't have to prove anything to anyone. And I think it's extra scary, especially in states like New York, Washington, California, these deep blue states that want to regulate everything we do and really want to disarm people that don't agree with them politically which is us which is the conservatives the people on the right they want to disarm us so do you really think that if they ha- if the government has control over who gets a concealed carry permit do you think they're going to give it to us hell no so this is a huge ruling you know i, I live in washington and we have a really strict gun control laws here and so i'm sure that you know, we're actually an open carry state. And I'm sure that the idea with all the gun control, with all of the gun control stuff going on right now, I'm sure that our state had in mind something like what New York was doing with this. You have to show probable cause to get your concealed carry. So this is a massive win for the Second Amendment. As I mentioned in my open, uh, today is Justice Clarence Thomas's birthday. And he is the one that wrote the opinion on this ruling in the statement that he put out he says a short prologue is in order even before the civil war commenced in 1861 this court indirectly affirmed the importance of the right to keep and bear arms in public writing for the court in dred scott versus sanford chief justice taney offered that he thought was a parade of horribles that would result from recognizing that free blacks were citizens of the united states If Blacks were citizens, Taney fretted, they would be entitled to the privileges and immunities of citizens, including the right to keep and carry arms wherever they went. Thus, when Chief Justice Taney recognized, albeit unenthusiastically in the case of Blacks, that public carry was a component of the right to keep and bear arms, a right free Blacks were often denied in antebellum America. It is interesting that he shares this particular piece of history, calling gun control racist, essentially. And this is a huge thing because it's the people on the left that say we all have to be anti-racist and saying that America is systemically racist. So here you have a black Supreme Court justice calling it out, calling gun control racist that you can't deny free blacks the right to keep and bear arms just like any other American citizen. And that is what the leftist Democrats are trying to do. And so he really flips that, which I think is a great part of his statement. I will have a link to the whole hundred and, I don't know, 150 ish page decision. I doubt you'll go read it, but that's kind of the, I'm no gun expert, I'm no Second Amendment expert by any means, but that's kind of the simple uh, explanation for what happened today, and you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, what does this, you know, does this mean something, you know, nationwide?" Well, yes, it does. It means that the Supreme Court has ruled that it is unconstitutional to infringe upon our right to conceal carry and to have a conceal carry permit. That does not mean that there is a nationwide conceal carry. You still have to get your permit. They just can't infringe upon that right. They can't make you say they can't make you prove that you need it. Uh, So you still have to go through the same background checks. And like when I got my concealed carry, go in for fingerprinting and they background check you and they do all of that stuff. That is what they would still do, but they can't require you to have a reason for needing a concealed carry permit. So pretty exciting stuff. Some good news. I hope that puts a little pep in your step. We have been just getting so much bad news over and over again, that um, it was definitely time for a piece of good news. All right, shifting gears just a little bit here. Here in Bellevue, Washington, there was an article put out by Como News, which is totally leftist garbage mainstream media here in the Seattle area. And they put out an article yesterday about Bellevue School District wants police to return to its campuses, but others are hesitant. Now, here in Washington, we're a huge defund the police state um, in Seattle and Bellevue. And so Bellevue is a suburb of Seattle. It's uh, just east of Seattle. It's kind of a rich hoity-toity kind of area. And when in the summer of 2020, we defunded our police, all of the woke schools in western Washington decided that having police on campus was harmful to students and it was racist and, you know, all of that garbage that they were doing. Well, now we've had, you know, violence on school campuses. I've mentioned a couple times recently, did a whole episode on the shooting at uh, Everett School uh, here in Western Washington. That was last week and the shooter got released on $250 bail. And with the The shootings that happened, I think it was around December, and then you had a lot of, I think that was in Massachusetts, it was somewhere, Michigan maybe, you had a bunch of copycat behavior going on in high schools and schools around the country, and we had a lot of that here in western Washington, Uh, a lot of false alarms, a lot of garbage going out on social media that caused schools to go on lockdown, caused schools to close early, caused schools to be closed altogether. So they're starting to rethink maybe having security on campuses isn't such a bad idea. So I'm reading this article about, you know, this Bellevue School District that, you know, it's, it's coming, you know, it's mixed reviews, right? So some kids want it, some parents want it, and so others don't. One parent says, I would definitely be hesitant. And I would want to learn a lot more about that, what that looks like exactly, She said her hesitancy comes from students feeling watched or paranoid about the officer's presence. But the district says the officers, who would be called community engagement officers, will be there to provide safety and support. When asked if she feels safe on campus, a student, for most of times, yes, but the past year we've had some like potential threats. While Bellevue School District already does a great job for like tracking potential threats and things, But having a police officer might help make it safer. I think an ounce of precaution prevention is worth a lot more than, you know, what could end up happening, said Gus Vallis, who lives in Bellevue. The district has established these goals if the officers return to campuses by keeping students out of the criminal justice system, building relationships for problem solving, helping students and staff learn the law, mentoring students as role models. So a couple things that I want to note about this. First of all, the student said that this parent says she's hesitant about having a school resource officer because students would feel watched or, or paranoid about the officer's presence. Well, what do we know about Being watched or surveillance, right? If you have a parking lot that has surveillance cameras or a store that has surveillance cameras and people know that they're being watched, you know, if you have like at my gym, they have surveillance cameras in the parking lot and then there are signs all over that say that, hey, we've got cameras and you're being surveilled. If people know that they're being watched, they are less likely to commit a crime. So being watched is actually a good thing. When kids know that there is authority, whether it's a teacher, a school resource officer, a principal, whatever that authority is on campus, and that they're watching these kids to make sure that the kids are safe, that the kids are following the rules, that there's no bullying, all of these things are good things. And so for a parent to not want their kid to be watched. I mean, I grew up with Art. We had a safety resource officer. He was a retired police officer. He wore plain clothes, but he was armed and he was great. He was this tall black former football player and all of the kids knew him. We called him by his first name. He w- had a good relationship with all of the students, but we also knew don't mess around. Don't do, don't step out of line because he'll call you on it and kids today don't have that whole accountability factor and they do not have a respect for authority. What I think is also interesting about this is they want to rename them from school resource officers to community engagement officers and this whole weird woke word games that the left likes to play is such a bunch of garbage. We are seeing this in every aspect of the English language, the left has to change the language to make people feel good about themselves. That is not how it works. We don't change the language to make a few people feel better and then control the way that people talk. Like you have kids who are all over the country. If they use the wrong pronouns, if they misgender another student, they can get expelled from school you've changed the rules, and you haven't told all the rules, and you expect people to remember all the rules. It's absolute insanity. It is absolutely a circus clown world that we're living in. And I always tell people, don't play the woke word games. Because if we play into their word games, this whole thing just continues. And until we stop, And say, you know what? Not playing that game. I'm not going to call you by, you know, Z, Zer pronouns. I will call you by your name, but I'm not going to call you some made up pronouns. And until we stop that, they're going to continue to carry on with this weird garbage. And it's just going to spiral. It's already spiraled out of control. I mean, we've got our kids in school that are speaking this way. I mean, watch them on TikTok. And it's this whole weird world so it doesn't stop unless we stop it and we refuse to play so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with these uh, school resource officers but I think it's it's interesting that these conversations are starting to happen I think it's long overdue I think they never should have come out of school I think the whole idea of defunding the police and bad-mouthing law enforcement is just a very foolish thing to do. And it has allowed for crime to skyrocket in places like Washington state and all over the country. But that's what these blue states want. That's what the radical left want. They want chaos and crime and they want an out of control society. They don't want law and order. And so, you know, I I hope that we will see more of this. I don't, for places like where I live here in Western Washington, I don't really get my hopes up because it is so deep blue and we have such a large percentage of the population that wants the police defunded and parents who don't want police in school... So we'll see what happens. I think it's good that the conversations are starting to happen, but wanted to share this particularly with you because of, you know, the the word games that they're playing on calling these community engagement officers. And also this idea that students don't want to feel watched or they don't want to, they'll feel paranoid about the officer's presence. And, you know, it's what you make normal and what you make acceptable is what people will expect as normal right? So that's what I grew up with. And so having a police officer around does not make me feel paranoid. And I'm also not breaking the law. And I'm not a thief. I'm not a criminal. And so it doesn't bother me. If you're paranoid, perhaps you're doing something wrong. So all in all, it's a good day for conservatives, a big win from the Supreme Court. I'll have links to all of the video and some other articles. So you can dig deeper into that if you would like to and I'm going to leave it there for today on a positive note. If you've got a topic that you would like to have me address on a future episode, I'd love to hear from you. All of my contact information is in the notes. I would love it if you would rate the podcast and share it with some friends. And I will look forward to seeing you here again next time.